This and all of our podcasts are sponsored by Malicious Intent Apparel and Sports Memorabilia, where their loss is our laughter. Check them out at www.mal-int.com to purchase your next piece of comedic sports apparel or that signed rookie card you've always dreamed of owning for your man cave. Earn 15% off your next purchase when you use the promo code 15 on MI. That's 150MI. Let's go. What's up, my fellow degenerates? Welcome to another edition of the newly named Giving the Points podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Cox. And alongside, as always, is my fellow degenerate co-host, Jason Osho Odell. What's going on this week, buddy? Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm just peachy, man. We uh, finally got a closing. We're closing on our new house on Tuesday, and we're moving in next week sometime. So good uh, for we may you. Not have a, yeah, Congratulations. man. Excited. It's right down the road, so it's not too far. But, uh, yeah, it's been kind of hectic the last few months looking. But, uh, yeah, big news for our gang here. And what about you, man? All is well. We have got uh, Thursday night football. We have got uh, Friday. My wife is out of town for the whole oh, weekend. So it is be poker Friday night, soccer game Saturday, football, football Saturday, Sunday. So it's going to be a good weekend. That sounds like a damn good weekend right there. So normally we start things off with little uh, tales from the Oval Felt, but uh, you don't have any this week, do you? No, went there, got up about 200 and got out. Just quick and okay. easy, no dramatics, just getting in and getting out. Grab and dip. That's the yep. best way to do it, man. Get your cash while you can and get the fuck out. So uh, we're going to start off with some hot and cold fantasy players and teams from the previous week. Uh, we're going to both pick one or two hot players and uh, one or two cold players and or teams. I'll let you start off with your hot players. Yeah, you know, hot player, Louisville's quarterback, Malik Cunningham. You know, the whole season, he's just been on fire. And I, I look for him to to do big things this year. You know, he's not going to be the next Lamar Jackson, but he is going to lead Louisville to some wins this year. So I'm, I'm really excited about him. Now, let me ask you a question. You mentioned Malik. I thought it was Mikhail. Does he go by both names? I I I had Malik when I saw it. Mikhail, maybe I can't read my own writing, but Cunningham no, no, no. Louisville. I think I've heard it both ways. So one may be his middle name. Who knows? We'll have to do some uh, fact checking on that when we get a uh, a time to do. Uh, how about your second? Do you have any more? Or is that uh, the main one you you got from last week? You know what I'm seeing with college right now is it's pretty much status quo. I'm not mm-hmm. seeing anybody that that's come out like, oh, I you know he's playing really good. I mean, it's it's all just been you are who you're supposed to be so far, and I think that's that's really the boring thing of college football right now. Yeah, I think the real college season, I mean, I'm going to speak as an SEC homer, is starting this week. And I think it's going to be, you know, the real deal is going to be part two when the Big Ten or Big 12 start. What Big Ten, I'm sorry. Uh, when your Penn State's Big Ten starts. I think the Big Ten and the SEC are the, the heart of college football. So yep. I think we've kind of had a preseason for these first three weeks. And now we're going to get into the, uh, the uh, real deal coming up here this weekend. So I think uh, you're I got, right. Yeah, I'm going to dig a little deep here on my um, my hot players. I got two in mind. Uh, the first one's a running back from Cincinnati. His name is Jared Dokes. Don't know okay. much about him, but I noticed he got 10 carries for only 20 yards, but three touchdowns. So three of his 10 carries were touchdowns. And then four receptions on 64 yards and one through the air uh, in the end zone. So four touchdowns. I had to nab him up in our uh, fantasy league. 
Another player, which I think happens to have the coolest name in college football this year, is Ulysses Bentley the Fourth, running back out of SMU. Uh, I think he was supposed to be sharing time with uh, another guy at SMU. I can't think of his name right now, uh, running back. But he happened to have a really good game this past week. They, they lit it up on whoever the hell they played. They had 19 carries for 227 and three touchdowns. So yep. that was uh, my two hot players this week. Um, who else did you have as a cold player team this past week? You know, cold player, everybody on FSU staff, including the popcorn vendor, has looked <laughs> horrible. I mean, there is nothing coming good out of Tallahassee, and you know, I mm. kind of like it. Uh, they, they've yeah. been so so good for so long, and they've, yeah. they've always yeah. been at the the upper crust of college football. And to see them not only have bad hiring decisions, but bad quarterback decisions, and just like I said, the entire team's just in shambles. And I'm kind of liking it. You think the coach? I mean, he hasn't been given a fair shot. He's only had one game so far, but uh, you know, it's, I well, guess it is kind of early, but still, it's not a good litmus test from the first game. No, well, you know, it's not the coach's fault. It's not the coach's fault. He he walked into a uh, a training room with bad players that somebody else scholarshiped. It's not his fault that COVID hit, but it is his fault that he caught COVID. How can the FSU mm-hmm. uh, coach catch COVID? Yeah. There's a bit of responsibility on his part. Yeah, yeah I certainly think cautious. so. Yeah. And they can't uh, even get that right. So Right. So you're just going to give, in generality, the entire FSU. The whole campus. The whole. Okay, the campus. Just mark it down the whole campus. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm going to go with some uh, wagering cold players teams this last week. I I mean, I had a lot invested in our – we're going to talk about this in our wagers with Tulsa, Oklahoma State. I I took the over. I even teased it, and they didn't come anywhere near that. They combined for 23 points, and I know – Oklahoma State's quarterback got knocked out fairly early, uh, Spencer Sanders. So he's out this week, I think, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was a very unimpressive uh, showing for both teams. And Tulsa's known for putting up some points, too, in the past. So that was my cold – one of my cold choices this uh, past week. I'm also going to go with Tulane's defense. I don't know if you happened to watch that game. I didn't watch it. I just kind of kept my eye on the score. They had a 24-zip lead over the midshipmen of Navy at halftime. Yep. They went on to lose 27-24. So, for them I to give up that. 27 unanswered points, that's just ridiculous. I'm going with them as my cold – one of my cold teams of this past week. So, as we move along, we're going to recap briefly our uh, Fantasy College League results and standings. So, let me jump over to this. Um, this past week, I think you were victorious, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah. I'm Let's one see. and I'm one. Like, I'm one and yeah. one in the league. Because the first week we were both, oh, we lost that uh, first week. So you did win uh, last week. Let yep. me take a look real quick here. I'm going to jump over to our scoring. Da, 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 da. The wonders of the internet. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so I got pummeled. Oh, let me go back to it. I'm looking at the wrong league here. Anywho, yeah, so we've got uh, 12 teams in our league, four are 2-0, and four are 1-1, and four are 0-2, and I am part of that 0-2 squad. So, yeah, we didn't have a very good showing on my behalf in our league this past week. Um, let's take a look at anything else here, what we're going to talk about. Well, I'm 1-1, one one, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I've got an easy win this week. Um, 
Yeah, you, I believe. I believe that's where we're standing is me and you are toe-toe in both leagues this, this week. Yes. Um, for the listeners, we both have uh, the college and pro leagues, and we happen to be facing each other in both of them. So we're going to kind of forecast both games. Um, I'll let you go ahead and talk about your players on that you're starting this week if you already have it locked. I didn't take a look at it yet. Yeah, I locked it up earlier in the week. Um, I've got. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, to Charlie Brewer. He he was one of my one of my first picks. He gets to play Kansas on Saturday night. He's going to put up about 40 points mm-hmm. because Baylor just has an offense. I'm I'm riding with Desmond Ritter again. Um, I I threw in some SEC folks because I, I, I think, like it. I think Mr. Spiller from Texas A&M, Isaiah Spiller, is a running back there. He's playing Vandy. He mm-hmm. might run like Forrest Gump uh, for a week. And then I, I took a flyer on, on your guy Smoke from Kentucky. Yes, sir. Uh, I, you know, who who knows what's going to happen now that they've lost Bowden and what kind of offense they're going to get to run, um, mm-hmm. if, if they even get to, to throw the ball. But he did well for me last year. He's going to do well again this year. Other than that, I, I think that the biggest – the biggest surprise was Jalen Tolbert for South Alabama is already putting up points for me. So mm. I, I'm, I'm uh, excited about that. How about you? Well, on the opposite end of the spectrum, as we discussed before the show here, I foolishly, and would you believe by the time we are talking here, Spencer Brown, UAB's running back, not two, but three rushing touchdowns in the first half, 27 points on the bench. So, the reason behind that is I was going to start Elijah Mitchell, who has had a uh, pretty good start so far to this season out of uh, Louisiana Lafayette. But yep. I just noticed I benched Spencer for him because I, I just liked what I saw last week. However, I just saw uh, news before we started this that he is out this week uh, with COVID. So yep. I had to scramble and uh, I got some I got the uh, two lane running back, Cameron Carroll. Um, the cornerstones are my quarterbacks in our league. We start two quarterbacks. I've got Alan Bowman at Texas Tech, high-powered offense, and I'm rolling the dice with K.J. Costello, the Stanford transfer for Mississippi State. So I'm thinking with the uh, Mike Leach traditional air raid offense, which happens to be my team name, Mike Leach's air raid, against, of course, Triple Homicide 81, your team. I'm thinking I'm pretty confident that he can uh, put up some numbers. I think most, if not all, quarterbacks traditionally – at any school, Mike Leach has been at his uh, posted some gaudy numbers, so I'm going with them too. Uh, let's see, we got Jared Dokes, as I previously mentioned from Cincinnati, that running back. Hopefully, he can produce what he did, if not better, than last week. Got Charlton Charleston Rambo, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Tylen Wallace, which underperformed at Oklahoma State um, last week with the uh, quarterback down, and hopefully, I don't know how they're gonna come up with some answers this week, but I got to roll with him. He's my first pick, I believe, overall this year. Uh, then we got Osiris Mitchell, the wide receiver, hopefully number one for uh, Mississippi State. And then my golden child, Reggie Roberson, out of SMU. And then kicker and defense, we won't even talk about because they're not too much of a point producer. So that is our uh, college lineup. Let's go ahead and preview the pro lineup real quick. And uh, I like to look at this, I know with fan tracks, they happen to have a preview. So they have a matchup preview of this week. So they kind of predict. And uh, my team, 
famously known as Rafi's Jerkoff Party, I have the uh, Jason Manzukas character from the league against. You want to go ahead and sell, tell us your team name? Hotel Odell Galladay again. And I, you know, I'm not trying to s your d here, but dude, that's two phenomenal fantasy names, and yes, I'm is. just going to give you kudos. And uh, it's predicting you to beat me, to you to pummel me, one eighteen to eighty seven. Yeah, and if you notice, uh, it's predicted me to win out the entire week versus all the competition. So really, oh, happy I didn't about notice that. that. Okay, so you're going to be the the high point score of the week based on your matchups and your. Uh, yeah, so you've you've got a nice little duo here, Kyler Murray to DeAndre. That's that's if they can pan out the way they've done the first two weeks, you, you you're going to see yourself in the playoffs, if not a championship, man. That's that's a solid one-two pack. I'm uh, hoping one-two combo. Yeah, you got Derrick Henry, which you can't go wrong with his running game for Tennessee. Nope. Mike Gesicki, don't know much about him. The tight end out of Miami. I think he's going to get you a solid five catches, fifty yards, maybe a touchdown. Is he playing? He's playing right now. He's got. He, what does he have so far? Do you know? You know, I haven't even looked. Every time I look no. up, uh, looks like they're uh, winning. Miami's they're winning running fourteen in the end zip. Zone. Yeah. Wow. So, and I've not seen. I think. Well, I think uh, well, Preston Williams had a touchdown, and I think uh, somebody else had a touchdown, but I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Howard, uh, the running back for Miami, so up fourteen zip early in the first, actually end of first quarter of the Jags. Thought I'd check that out. Um, who else do you want to point out on your team that you think is going to flourish this week? You know, you can't go wrong with Thielen. He's yeah. just PPR. consistent. He, he, he makes catches. The problem with my team and the pros is that I've, I've had some injuries. I've got Paris Campbell down. I've got Jerry Judy down. I've got Debo Samuels. He's out for a couple of weeks. And I'm not letting those people go. I'm just not. Um, I, I might be uh, – I might be a tad pessimistic that I did not start Devontae Parker looks at this 14 nothing start, but that that's okay. Mm-hmm. I've got Marquise Brown. I've got Michael Gallup. They're both going to produce for me. So I've, I've got a good uh, team coming in this week. On the flip side, I don't have so much. So let's go through my piece of shit lineup. I've got Rogers, at quarterback, Mark Ring, Ingram at running back. And then I, I drafted to have a primarily four-receiver starting lineup. So I'm going with Emmanuel Sanders with Mike Thomas out again. Uh, that was my first-round pick. And Julio Jones, my second-round pick, is out as well. So we're putting Cooper Cup along with DK Metcalf and Marquez Valdez-Scantling from Green Bay. Um, you know, if this is a preview of what is going to actually happen on uh, today – and uh, Sunday, I'm in for trouble here, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. That's why they play the games. And uh, so far, I don't know what I know. I'm Owen, Owen one in our no Owen two in our league. I don't. I didn't take a let me see what you were. At. I'm one and one. One and one. Okay. Yeah. So yep, yeah, that's uh, the tail of the tape. We're playing fantasy, uh, college, and pro each other this week. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about real quick, and I mentioned this to you is that I uh, listened to a couple of college fantasy podcasts, um, and I happen to be in a listener league. It's the on-campus listener league. We did a draft this past week, 12-team league. Um, ended up getting the four spot, and wouldn't you know, if I did learn my lesson, I got De'Eric King. So I happened to 
nab him while I could. Um, you can, it's a super flex. So they start one quarterback, but you could start a second one as the super flex position. So I went with Ian book. So we got a kind of a practice for these first three weeks to draft. And I did fairly well, I feel, but, uh, I'll give you all an update throughout the rest of the season on uh, how my team's faring. Hopefully it's a little bit better than I've done in the college league that we're both in thus far. So um, anything else you want to add to the, uh, the lineups for both of our games this week? You know, just that I, I wish you a little bit of luck. Just a little, a little bit. bit. Just Not a little too bit. much. Well, um, I feel that uh, speaking of rosters, um, the last week was probably, and I had a lot of people bitching about our college league, um, how they're having to hold off on a lot of players that buys, whether it's for COVID or what. But um, last week was the last challenging lineup week. We got our SEC group of 12 teams this week in the mix. And then uh, I believe Big Ten is going to be October 24th. And then you mentioned that Pac-12 is in November. So it's looking up. Hopefully, uh, I think I even heard that uh, UMass wanted to reverse their opt-out decision and start playing, but they're a uh, independent, so I don't know who the hell's. I guess they're going to have to fill in some uh, bye weeks of other teams and and get a uh, on the on the go roster for this year. It's going to be kind of a weird year for them. So uh, yeah, I just heard that this past week. So anyway, that's enough of the uh, fantasy matchups this week. Let's move on. So each and every week, we're going to have a top three Heisman candidates. Um, we're going to review the last week's top three and provide you with our this week's top three. So, Odell, I hand the mic to you. Who do you have from last week and this week? You know, mine did not change from last week to this week. And there's some strategy behind that. Last week, this week, I've got Trevor Lawrence leading us off, Justin Fields, and Mr. De'Aaron King out of Miami. Those were my three last week. Keep them the same this week. I, I just don't see anybody jumping out there right now to take the, the title from Lawrence. I, he, he's been too solid. He's going to have to have a game where he loses and, or puts up some horrible numbers, and I just don't see that happening with their schedule this early in, in the season. Fields, yeah. we all know where he's hyped at. King has put up some impressive numbers, but I look back and say, well, who has he really played? Mm-hmm. When, when, at the end of the season, when the voters go to it, they're going to look at what's their schedule been like, and they've played FSU. So that's that's not helping his case any at all. So that, yeah. that's kind of where I stand right now. Okay. That's fairly said. I think that you have a fair argument. I mean, it's really too early in the season for us to be making big moves on this list. So uh, I, I completely agree with your stance on that. I'm going to shift a little bit in mind. Last week I had, just based on his big performance, Sam Ellinger, Texas quarterback, then Trevor Lawrence, uh, then Spencer Rattler. Uh, this week, I'm going to change it just a tad. I'm going to bump up Trevor Lawrence. He just had another consistent week. I mean, they didn't need much help. They, I think they had 49-zip lead on Citadel in the first half, and they just put on the brakes. I don't think they scored any more after that. So I think they had their uh, his backup in for the second half. Uh, second place, I'm going to go ahead and put Spencer Rattler uh, based just on his first week performance. We'll see what he can do. I think this week they're playing in Kansas State, so we'll see what he can do against the Big 12 foe. And then I'm going to give a little bit of a surprise and throw in – and I, I hate to say I, I can't – I just have to refuse on putting in this, no disrespect to your picks, but I just can't see putting in a players that have not played yet. However, I can certainly understand where you have fields – and I think eventually mm-hmm. he's probably going to be my first or second. I think it's going to be Fields and Lawrence to lose. 
Um, but I just think that I'm going to hold off on any SEC uh, or players, uh, teams player that are not, haven't had a game yet. So um, this week, you know, we got Lawrence, then Rattler, and I'm going to put in Dylan Gabriel. I just feel that he had a phenomenal game against, uh, I want to say it was Georgia Tech this past week, uh, threw for four touchdowns, 417 yards. So I think I'm going to go ahead. And I know it's going to be tough for a UCF player or, for that matter, anyone outside of the um, Power Five teams to get a spot uh, in the Heisman voting. But uh, if anyone's going to do it out of the group of five teams, it's, it's probably going to be uh, Dylan Gabriel. He had a very good week, and uh, I look forward to as part of my uh, games to watch this week. So speaking of that, who are you looking at watching uh, for the early games this Saturday? Well, you know, I, just touching back on the on the Heisman piece of yours, I, I certainly agree yes, with Gabriel. I mean, any any. Okay team that will name themselves national title winners i mean can certainly name themselves a heisman winner so you got that going for you so that's that's really good i I like that and and to build off that as well i think if it was a i don't know if josh heifel the coach of ucf or who it was claimed that they're the state of florida's best team thus far which i can't really argue until florida steps on the field on saturday so no no, uh, i I agree with them i mean maybe better than miami definitely better than fsu and uh, whoever else is competing for that uh made up honor so yeah uh we'll see if florida can uh take over the uh hopefully not but uh take over the title of best florida team well speaking of florida we talk about the games i'm looking forward to seeing this week Okay. Good segue into my noon game, Florida versus Mississippi. I'm excited to, to watch that one. I want to see how Florida builds upon what they what they created last year. I thought Trask, and we've talked about this before, I thought Trask did a good job last year in the role he was kind of thrown into. Uh, Mississippi, they've got their new head ball coach uh, that everybody hates, Mr. Kiffin. So what is he going to do in Mississippi that he has not done at – Tennessee and USC, which is hopefully not implode the whole state <laughs> with his antics. So I'm looking, really looking forward to that game at noon. How about you? Okay, uh, I'm going to go with UCF and ECU. Uh, not a traditional powerhouse game, but, um, you know, as we talked about with Dylan Gabriel, that, that UCF offense, I think I picked up the wide receiver who produced the most. I forget, Williams, I want to say his last name is. Um, but these two offenses traditionally in the last few years have been known for throwing up passes 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 this game's going to take forever they chuck the ball both sides of it uh you know a traditional game probably lasts you three hours i wouldn't be surprised if this lasts three and a half four hours the way this is going to start and stop the clock with all their passes and incompletions um yeah that's one game it's gonna be a lot of offense uh ecu's quarterback holton aylers i had him last year and he just did not produce um so i'm looking to see if he's going to make a comeback uh, this year and see if they can hold up at home against the the uh, Knights from UCF. Very good. Very good. I think that's a good choice. How about your uh, middle of the afternoon game? No, my, my 3.30 game, I got Georgia-Arkansas. Georgia, I want to see who their, who their quarterback's going to be. They've, they've had a carousel there in the, the last six months. Uh, Arkansas's got a, a brand-new coach. They got that Pittman who was at the University of Georgia. He was their offensive uh-huh. line coach. So I want to see how just how far behind Arkansas is. They've been in the cellar since they've been in the mm-hmm. SEC, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a good matchup to watch. 
Yeah, I think they haven't been relevant since maybe Darren McFadden and uh, Felipe. Oh, God, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, they had a two yeah. running back tandem. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, back in the maybe early mid 2000s. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, they have been the Kentucky, if I may, uh, the SEC, uh, the SEC West for that matter, for quite some time. I'm going to go with uh, Texas, Texas Techs. Getting back to my uh, love for offense, fantasy, and otherwise, I think they're going to put up a lot of points, both teams. Um, I got a few invested players on uh, the Texas Tech side of it, my quarterback, and I'm thinking about putting in uh, the wide receiver I have. We'll have to see what I how I'm feeling here. But, uh, yeah, that's my uh, middle of the day, I think a 3.30 kick, Texas, Texas Tech. And what about your late game? Can't be anything better than FSU Miami. There just can't be. Miami is going to lay a beat down on Florida State, and it'll be the first time that they've really handed it to them in quite some time. Usually those games are close. Uh, you know, we had a run there where Florida State was just just overpowering Miami, and this is a chance for Miami to get back and settle some settle some debt. So I'm looking forward to FSU Miami, and I believe that's a Herb Street game, so mm-hmm. that'll be even better. You know, how many wide rights were there? I, I lost count after so many years. At least four or five. At okay, least four yeah. or five. I mean, remember when that used to be like the game of the year, and now yeah. it's just like a week four, you know, mid-afternoon late game. And so it's yeah. crazy how it's just fall the wayside. Um, for my late game, I'm going to take a little bit of a outside the uh, norm here. I'm going to go Troy at BYU. And it's kind of a selfish reason. I, I really miss having my Pac-12 after dark games. This is a 10 o'clock kick, uh, East, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but I also want to see, I know Troy's got some very good offense um, traditionally. And BYU, I want to see how they come off. They beat the brakes off Navy on Labor Day night. Uh, I want to say 55-3 or some god-awful number. So I want to see how they come back. This is their second game. Uh, they haven't played, I want to say, in two weeks now. So I want to see how they perform. And, you know, it's just kind of like the latest game of the the slate on Saturday. So I like to uh, take a look and see how BYU performs on offense and see how Troy can perform on offense. There might be a lot of points in that game. So that's what we're looking at for this week's action. It is now time for the best part of our show, the Who You Got segment, where we like to throw some fake money around and some wagers and see uh, have a season-long contest. So just to remind everyone, we have been allotted, each of us, with a 1000 fake dollars, and we are going to place two single-game picks, one underdog money line pick, one parlay and or teaser, and we're going to add a NFL wager into the mix. Uh, we're going to recap last week's action. I'm going to go ahead and let Odell take the mic. All right. Last week, uh, we won, but the but that was only because we threw a lot of money at one game. We threw 110 on the under Syracuse pit, which mm. hit, which netted me a $96. Nice. Everything else was a bust. Uh, <laughs> Western Kentucky over 33 oh, was a, yes. not even close. Uh, the Georgia Tech money line wasn't even close, and the the teaser wasn't even close. But we won for the week, and, and we're we're up uh, ahead of the maestro. So that's what yes, we're sir. looking at. 
So you started the week at 850. Uh, I think you netted, let's say, 723.65. You're now at 923.65 for the week. I, on the other hand, won, let's see, I lost 30 on my South Florida plus 26, Notre Dame shellactum. I lost 40 on my Georgia Tech plus 7.5, Central Florida shellactum. I got my Miami money line, uh, wager 22 to win 42, so that's a positive there. And lost on my Hail Mary, $50 on my Tulane plus 3.5. Tulsa, Oklahoma State over 56. Don't know what I was thinking. And App State Marshall over 50. So I am at 797 to your 923.65. That is to recap last week. I ask you, Odell, who you got? This is simple. This the easiest one of the week. I'm putting 55 on the under LSU Mississippi State. It's the 50, easiest. The wow. easiest, yes. Okay. 57 okay. and a half points. And here's why. LSU lost everybody. The only the only decent thing they've got left is the coach, if you can even call him <laughs> decent. He inherited a bunch of his folks too. So we, in terms of what LSU brings to the table, we don't know. So we, we know that LSU, we know that Mississippi State's bringing in uh, Leach. He likes to throw the ball around. That's all great and good if you've got somebody to throw the ball around to. And I don't think he's got his personnel there yet. I think it's a uh, easy, easy, close game, and we're just going to roll with we're going to roll with the under on this one. So you're going 55 wager to win 47.30. I, on the other hand, will take Pittsburgh Panthers minus three at home against the Louisville Cardinals. I'm going to throw 75 dollars to win 71.43. I'm pretty confident they're two and zero. Um, they've beaten Syracuse and crushed Austin P the first two weeks. I don't feel too confident about Louisville and the way they've started so far. They lost to Miami at home. Mm-hmm. Um, they did barely beat, I want to say, Western Kentucky in week two. So I, I don't really have a lot of trust in them. So I'm going with Pitt minus three um, for my first pick this week. Very good. Very good. So for my hey, next who's pick, your second one? for my next pick, I'm rolling with Tennessee. We're going to roll Tide or, or roll Vols for once. Um, <laughs> I, I have typically stayed away from Tennessee, but they're starting to build. So I'm taking or get, going to give the four points, and I'm going to roll $33 on Tennessee minus the four. Nice. I'm going to go ahead and go to the Big 12. I believe in West Virginia. I don't believe in Oklahoma State. That's all I have to say. West Virginia plus seven. Even if Oklahoma State ekes out a victory, it's going to be three or four points at home. I think I like so far what I see in West Virginia. I'm going to throw 100 to win 86-96. I'm going West Virginia Mountaineers. Who you got next? Very good. Well, I went Moneyline next. As we just talked about Mississippi State, if there's ever a time for Mississippi State to beat anybody in, in the SEC, it is this week. I don't care if they're playing at LSU. I don't care if they're playing in the Super Bowl on the moon. <laughs> I just don't think LSU is going to come prepared, be prepared mm. to play. So I'm throwing 22 to win 110 on Mississippi State. Wow. LSU at home. Now, I'm trying to look at my schedule here. Okay, good. So if it was a night game, you, you probably would be done. In Death Valley, I don't think they ever lose at night or very rarely. But Not uh, rarely. Yeah. So you got a 330 kick. 
let's see. I mean, that's why we, we uh, make these fake wagers, just uh, throw some money around. That's some different options we think could happen. So it could pan out. You never know. Uh, I'm going to go with my money line. It's a little bit of a uh, not-so-watched game, I would think. Uh, Boston College is hosting Texas State. I watched Texas State uh, for the first two weeks off and on. Uh, normally wouldn't give them the time of day, but they've uh, they've intrigued me the first few weeks. Um, they are a 17-point dog. I'm going to take the money line on this. I'm going to put $20 to win 110 uh, for Texas State to beat Boston College in Chestnut Hill. Who you got on your parlay? Parlay. I, I as you as we've discussed, I like to tease. I like the teasers. Oh, you're a tease. I like Miami. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take six and give up the five and a half. Miami is going to roll over FSU. Mm. With that, I'm taking Baylor at eleven and a half. And I'm taking the Florida Gators at seven and a half. They're going to roll on Saturday, I believe. And I'm going to put up 55 to win 9350. Okay, so a nice three-team six-point teaser. I'm going to also do his teaser. I'm going to tease at six and a half. I think Syracuse is not going to lose by more than 14 at home. Um, I'm going to take Syracuse plus 14. I'm going to go down to Blacksburg and take Virginia Tech. That makes them a pick em. I like that at home. I'm also going to go with UT San Antonio. Takes them down to a half a point favored. So I'm going to bet 40 to win 60. And now we shift our view to the NFL. We're going to take a uh, new something this, uh, this week. We're going to start one NFL pick for the week. And who did you decide to take? Well, if, if, if you want to, uh, to throw out some fun coupons, I will gladly <laughs> cover the, the $40 bet on your teaser, just to let you know. If you want to throw out some fun coupons, let me know after the really? show, and I'll cover that one. Okay. <laughs> but, oh, you mean real, we're talking real-life gambling, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like to dabble in some real-life gambling as, as okay. well. Okay. You know, right. I got I to have my fun coupons. <laughs> so my, my program this week – as we all know, the, the NFL lines are really, really close. But I just don't think that Houston has what it takes to stay with Pittsburgh. I watched a, a little bit of both games last week. Houston doesn't have a have the pass rush they usually have. Uh, it mm-hmm. seems like Watt has, has lost a step this year. He, he's just not as destructive as he's been. They also have lost some uh, other folks on the defensive line. And I saw what Pittsburgh did by standing back and just picking the defensive backs apart last week. So I'm going to put 55 to win 50 on Pittsburgh minus four. Nice. And this just in, your tight end, Mike Gusecki, just had a 15-yard touchdown. So I not saw looking that. good. Not Wasn't going to gloat, good. but I did That's see okay. that. That's what this is all about. We're not trying to make friends and be nice and – we're just being gambling degenerates uh, with a chip on our shoulders. So feel free to gloat all you want anytime tonight or anytime we do this damn podcast. I'll be the first to say that because you're going to get it from my ass. All right. So shifting our efforts to the NFL from my side, I'm going to take Arizona minus six at home. I just don't like what I've seen with Detroit lions so far this year, even though I'm playing you in fantasy with, your uh, tandem there in Murray and Hopkins, I'm going to still go 35 bucks to win $33.33. Nice, odd number. NFL, 
Arizona minus six at home against the Lions. So just to recap, we've got Odell with LSU, Mississippi State under 57.5, Tennessee minus 3.5, Mississippi State money line to win, Miami minus 5.5, Baylor minus 11.5, Florida minus 7.5, teaser, and NFL Pittsburgh minus 4. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Panthers minus 3, West Virginia plus 7, Texas State money line. I teased six and a half points for Syracuse plus 14, Virginia Tech Pickham, UT San Antonio minus half a point, and I'm going to take the Cardinals minus six in the NFL. Moving on, now that we've tossed around some fun coupons, anything you want to talk about on the pop culture uh, side of things with any TV or movie recommendations you saw this past week? You know, I, I did start a, a new series this week that I watched the first season. Uh, some folks were talking about it at work, and I thought, you know, this is going to be the gayest show ever. <laughs> but but I hunkered down, and I watched a oh, couple boy. episodes, and I ended up watching the, the whole series. Cobra Kai. Yes. Uh, you know, wasn't a huge Karate Kid fan back when we were kids. Good movie, you know. That's mm-hmm. a, you know, like the little Asian chick in the second or third one, whatever. TNA, yeah. Yeah, you know, she was, she was kind of cute. But other than that, you know, I wasn't walking around with a headband on and shit. You but, know, let me, let me interrupt your thought on that. I Very few people will ever go to the uh, – let me see if I'm going to do politically correct here. The Asian girl in the second one before Elizabeth Shue. Oh, no, I'm going the Asian girl all, all the time. Kudos all to you, man, because I thought for sure that all-American girl Elizabeth Shue gets first nod, but – you know, I, I have to maybe agree with you on that one. That's that's a nice call, Adele. No, thank you, sir. I, th- I thought she was, you know, maybe that warped <laughs> me as a child. <laughs> a little yellow fever? <laughs> well, what, whatever you call it, you know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, I like me some fried rice sometimes. And uh, Okay. A little, a little soy little, sauce on your little, egg roll. A little, okay. Little sauce, <laughs> some duck sauce, if you, as you will. Uh, so did you get through, um, was it, it, was it there's two, two seasons, seasons so done and they're, they're working on a third, but I've, I've just got through the first season and, and I was presently surprised. Uh, I, it was kind of different than what I thought. Ralph Macchio is still a douchebag. Um, so I, yep. I, I kind of enjoyed it, kind of enjoyed it. You know, I think, and I, I got through, uh, both seasons, Sorry, I'm trying to look at the seasons here on IMDb. Um, I got through this two seasons. It looks like season three is not slated until next year. That sucks. Um, Yeah, whenever it came out, I think on YouTube Red, when uh, that was a thing. I don't know if it still is. You know, I took advantage of the free 30-day bullshit, and uh, we we plowed through both seasons when it first came out. But it is a really solid show. I like it because they're twisting the plot of Karate Kid and it looks like to me they're making Johnny the guy you root for and Ralph Maggio or Daniel the guy you don't want to root for. So I like that aspect of it. They're kind of changing things. Yeah, I that? did. And that's the way I felt through the, through the first season. I was rooting for Johnny and, and hoping to see the Asian girl. So I got one of my one of my two yeah, wishes, and we're, we'll roll with season two to see what happens. <laughs> don't No spoiler alert for, for duck sauce, but we're hoping to see her. No, no. no. <laughs> All right, moving on to the most heralded part of our podcast. You want to go ahead and take it from here and uh, inform the listeners of what you know, we're going to talk about here. New segment this week, the fucktard of the week. You know, every week we, we watch sports, we watch 
uh, social media. We, we see actresses and actors put their foot in their mouth. And this week, to me, the fucktard was so easy. I had a big laugh at, at, at a sports star slash entertainer. It was always a big fan of Deion Sanders. Um, I, I liked him when he was at FSU. Mm-hmm. I liked him in the pros. I, I followed his career. I bought his memorabilia. But he shit the bed this week. Not only did he did he take the head coaching job at Jackson State, he showed up like the, the mm-hmm. king of Zamunda in his in his caravan which were the the caravan was the two nicest cars in the state of mississippi i've been to mississippi i've been to jackson mississippi and those were the two nicest cars in mississippi he gets out on the wrong side of the car he gets out on the side of the car where the camera is not he he's caught fixing his tie and he struts in like he's in the famu band i i I didn't get it i didn't understand it I, i just had to laugh so Little does he know, yeah. I think it was his first trip to Jackson, Mississippi, because he's going to have to drive three hours to Memphis to buy a suit now and and get a decent Memphis cheeseburger. So I, I really thought that he flubbed up the, the whole situation. I, I've read that he's bringing in – now, how true this is, I do not know, but I'm hoping, I'm praying that he brings Terrell Owens in as his wide receiver coach. I've read that wow. this week. So I – so he, he fucked it all up, and I'm going to sit back and, and, and enjoy the chaos at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, for him to do anything less is uh, unrealistic, so it's kind of uh, par for the course for uh, Neon Dion, as he used to be known in the uh, mid to late 80s. So that is our fucktard of the week, our new segment. We're going to go back to the well each week, hopefully, and find you a new fucktard to uh, enjoy a story about. And uh, do you have any uh, closing words about no, what we discussed today? Good luck today? Uh, this week, and uh, let's let the smoke clear, proverbially, and see where we lie. Yes, sir. So along with my co-host, Jason Odell, I am Jeff Cox. We thank you for once again listening, and as we always close... You got to say your bowling thing, man. Good luck. Good boxing. Or no, boxing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Good.